You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. From the ultimate seminal sports source comes another original live content production. Trench Talk with Devontae Love-Taylor. You bring the live rounds, he'll bring the pancakes. And now, number 58 in your programs, but number one in your heart, here's the man of the next half hour, Devontae Love-Taylor. Let us go. There he is, Devontae Love-Taylor. Usually we do a little small talk before we hop here on the internet, but I didn't even want to waste it, Devontae. How are you, my man? I'm good. I'm good. Ready for another week. I mean, give me a little bit more than good, man. You got to feel great, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it felt great, you know, but, you know, we're on to a new week. You know, got to focus on the next opponent. Was everybody in attendance family-wise, all the all the special people in your life, were they at Dope Campbell to, to watch and witness that Saturday? Yeah, we had a great time. You know, we, we got to hang out after the game, and we just enjoyed uh, all that came with it. You know, I asked all your teammates after the game on Saturday night, you know, what it sort of meant that that moment as the clock changed from the third quarter to the fourth quarter and both teams sort of met at midfield. Usually happens before games sometimes. Um, where were you when that was all going down to start the fourth quarter? Uh, what do you remember about that moment in particular? I just remember that was just like the, I want to say like the turning point, you know, like, you know, they thought they had the momentum like going in and that they were just going to run away in the fourth quarter. But, you know, like I said, that's what, that's what we practice for. You know, our toughest part of practice is the end, you know, and that's to get us ready for for the fourth quarter. And, you know, we are ready. We responded and we did what we had to do. Indeed. We appreciate it. 31-28 win on Saturday. Devontae <laughs> Love-Taylor goes out. Two-game win streak against the Canes. All he does is beat the Canes, y'all. Love it. Let's get started with the questions, Devontae, over on the Tribal Council of Warchant.com. Again, hit that thumbs up button, subscribe to the YouTube page, but uh, maybe subscribe to the Ultimate Semmel Sports or Warchant.com with that promo code Warchant30. Uh, comes from our guy, Island Chief. Not sure if he's an island boy with, uh, you know, just crazy hair, but he says, great game. What are the most memorable games you have played in? Are they rivalry games? Um, I have to say the one on Saturday is, like, the most memorable that I've played in, you know, just being a part of it. You know, you hear about those great drives put together by that, that get talked about for 20, 30 years. You know, people are going to talk about that forever. You know, that was, that was a big turning point. It was coach, coach's first win against Miami. You know, we converted a fourth and 14. You know, that's stuff that gets talked about for a long time. And I was on the field for that. I was able to be a part of it. 
So that's probably going to be my most memorable game, that, and then probably the FIU-Miami game and the North Carolina game last year. I know you stay president in the moment, uh, but, like, what what are you thinking? I mean, you're just thinking, I got to do my job. But when it is fourth and 14 and everything's riding on that play, like, what what's going through your mind? How do you feel in that moment? Well, me, I was just like, you know, you got to protect. But then uh, Maurice, like, looked at me in my face. He looked at me like, I'm not lying. I promise you. He said, we're going to get this. So just block the best you have all game, and let's get ready to tempo and get on the ball. Like if you saw if you if you saw like when we converted there wasn't like a lot of celebrating from us like up front we just ran and got on the ball we had to get ready for the next play you know it's like you want to live in the moment but you got we job wasn't finished yeah uh, the job wasn't finished uh, speaking of which uh, maybe we'll hop ahead or no all right works out perfectly it's our guy Dave in Bartown Kentucky uh, walk us through what it was like on the one foot line for our final touchdown. Was it much different than O-line versus D-line on any part of the field? Yeah, you know, that's just when you just have to, like, dig. You know, you know it's going to be – you know what's coming. Everybody in the stadium all, I think it was 72,000, plus however many were watching at home, they knew what, what was getting ran. You know, and that's just when you have to – that's when your training comes in and you want to. I mean – but. It's just simply, it's just like try to get as much push as you can. I mean, because, you know, shout out to Jordan for not just like following Maurice. No, we love Maurice, but like he saw that Miami had stacked what seemed like, I don't know, like six guys over the ball. I mean, that was pretty, was, was that a heads up play for Jordan to, to run, you know, off guard or. Um, yeah, it's, it's, he picks it, he picks his side, you know, wherever he feels like going. And, you know, we practice it. We practice that every week. You know, we're, we're always prepared for that situation. You know, there wasn't like a moment of hesitation. As soon as we got on the one-yard line, that the personnel grouping was ready to run on the field, and we lined up and we just ran it until we got it. So did Maurice tell you that you guys were going to convert it while he was like squatting down, like looking around? It was like in the huddle he was telling you like, hey, man, we got this. No. So right when – um because the third – it was third and 14, and I think he threw an incompletion. Correct, yeah. And then right before they reset the ball, he was – he just kind of said, he's like, we're going to get it. So let's lock in. Called the shot, man. Like Babe Ruth, like <laughs> pointing to the fence, man. That's awesome. Our guy Maurice, we love it. Uh, let's go to Hawaii. Our guy Ralph Spartan Knoll seventy one says, "Aloha, Devonte. How's it? Uh, keep the men focused this week. Task at hand is Boston College, nothing else." Having said that, can you give us some insight as to the player to player level accountability for keeping everyone focused on said task? Really appreciate how hard the men have fought this year. Mahalo, Ralph, in Hawaii. You know, this team has grown so much this year. There isn't really a need for, like, I want I don't want to say accountability, but, like, we understand. Like, we we know the goal at hand is to go 1-0 every week and to get 1% better each day. And that's, like, where the buy-in comes in, and that's what's understood around the building now. And it shows up on Saturdays. And, you know, I wouldn't say we don't hold each other accountable, but everybody understands what needs to be done. Do your job. You're one of what is it? You're one out of eleven. Yeah, you're one eleven. You're one eleven. There you go. There you go. All right, let's keep it rolling here on Warchant.com. We'll get to your folks here on YouTube. We know you're out there. We love you, uh, but stay patient with us here. A seminal JM uh, simply says, uh, "Let Devonte know that half of everybody in Franklin, North Carolina, is apparently kin to him, 
every other patient I see is somehow related when they find out I'm an FSU fan up here. They are proud to claim him. You got you got folks up there in Franklin, North yeah, Carolina? Yeah, so I was actually born in Franklin, North Carolina. I moved uh, down that's to Florida cool. when I was about three three or four years old. But, yeah, that's where, that's where uh, my grandparents live. That's where me, my mom, and my dad were all from up there. That's awesome. Man. So is that part of why you always talk about playing for the Panthers? You know, I mean, you'll, you'll play well, yeah, for that's why I, Yeah, that's why I grew up a Panthers fan. And, you know, I just love – I love going up there. You know, it's, the mountains is beautiful. It's a little cold up there right now, but – So is that – I assume yeah. that's like Western Carolina then? That's a Western part? Yeah, Western Carolina. Yes, sir. My folks, we we uh, vacation a few times in Highlands. Is that close at all? Yeah, that's, that's like 20 minutes from Franklin. It's oh, right up the mountain. Beautiful up there. Oh man, hell yeah. yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. Small world. Look at that, everybody. Um Levy Stevens or Levy Stevens. Hey Devontae, no question today. Just want to say thank you uh and to all your teammates for bringing back the fight to FSU. Win or lose, I'm so proud of you all for playing so hard every game and every play. Uh, but this week made us even more proud than this fan base has been in years. What a great win, guys, and one that will go down in Florida State history. Thank you, thank you. We appreciate it. I mean, you said at the top, but I don't know, man. I feel like in 10 years, it'll really maybe hit you. Maybe only not that long, but this is gonna, <laughs> that is a game, man, that you played in that's going to be talked about at this place that's never going to ever turn their back on football. Um, yeah. Anytime you guys all get together, it's like you guys are going to talk about this game, I would assume, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, you know, it's. I feel like a little more after the season, you know, looking back on it, but, you know, right now we still got two tough games left. And you don't want to get, I don't, I want to say hungover on the win. Keeping things rolling here on Trench Talk with Devontae Love Taylor. If you could hit that thumbs up button, we would certainly appreciate it. Uh, this comes from S Quinn 67. Great win. We love the fight you guys bring every week. I know the offensive line typically doesn't mind playing in cooler weather. Are there any guys on the team that you're worried about playing in the cold for the first time? Not really. You know, once you're moving and your body heat gets up, you're, it's really not that cold. But I don't know. I can't say that. I've played in cold weather, but I've never been to Boston. I think the coldest I've played in is like 35 or 36. So I don't know how it's going to be up there, but we'll be ready. I think it's a noon game. I think somebody said the forecast says it'll be like 45. So that's not fun. too bad. Yeah, yeah. You, you get out of your car and walk into the stadium when it's like 40 in, in the morning out here the last few weeks. So, yeah, yeah, it'll be good. Keeping it moving here on uh, Trench Talk with Devontae Love Taylor. Our questions coming from our subscribers on Warchant.com. This is Islander underscore Noel. Uh, thanks you, uh, thanks to you and the team for such a thrilling game and getting a win for the good guys. Being a Dope Campbell is awesome and one I'll never forget. Was Senior Day emotional for you? What are your plans once you leave Florida State? What will you remember the most about that Miami game? Thanks, Devontae, and go Knowles. Um, I didn't let it get too emotional. You know, it didn't really hit me. It still hasn't really hit me yet, but, you know, it was just um, getting the opportunity to finish in dope and, like, going into college, not being at Florida State. And if you would have told me that I'd be doing a senior day at Dope Campbell Stadium, I would have – I would, I don't know what I would have said to you, but I wouldn't have believed you. And, you know, having my family there and then just being able to pull out the win and, and go out on the right note for all the seniors and for all those guys that have been here, like Emmett and Bavion for a long time and Brady, and they've been through the ups and downs getting to, to end it like that for them. That was very emotional. 
Candy for Noel says, good evening, Devontae. Congratulations on the win. So I'm kind of a rules buff, and I did not know about the three-second spike rule. How much time have you guys actually spent on that rule as a team? Have a great week and beat Boston College. If you could see the clip when he spiked the ball at two seconds, our entire sideline was was holding up three because we knew, you know, we do football one-on-one meetings during camp every year. And we know, like, they teach, like, we understand the game of football and that if there's not three seconds left, you can't spike it. So once he spiked it, we are hoping we're like, spike it, spike it, spike it. And you've seen Coach Novell run to the ref, and we all knew what happened, and I guess they didn't. But <laughs> I was in my house by myself watching the game, and I'm just like, the game's over. I mean, first yeah. off, and I said on the podcast, like, whoever's our clock operator's got to be quicker because him, even the fact of him taking the snap and spiking the ball, that was two seconds. So yeah. he didn't spike it in time. But, yeah, you need three seconds on the clock. So when he got in her center, I'm like, he's going to try to spike it. The game's over. And he kind of, like, faked it almost. Yeah, like, I don't think he wanted to spike it. I think yeah. the quarterback I think the quarterback knew, like, not to spike it. But the receivers didn't run routes. So he kind of just yeah. had to, you know. You hate to see it, Devontae. Sometimes <laughs> you just hate to see these things, you know. Um, how are you feeling, by the way? Uh, our guy over on uh, the Tribal Council, Burt1992, is wondering how you feel now uh, coming off, you know, last year's injuries of behind you and, and, and how, are, how are the Knicks and Knacks? Is it accumulating or do, you, do the wins help make everything feel better? Yeah, the wins make it all worth it. You know, I feel good. I feel as good as I'm going to feel. You know, it's week 12. You know, I play a physical position, so it's – you know, they add up, but not not bad, you know. I don't feel any worse than anybody else does. Uh, keeping it now uh, over to YouTube. Uh, hit the thumbs up button, everybody. Again, we certainly would appreciate it. Our guy, Wes in the Villages, asked, was that fourth and 14 play the greatest play you've ever been part of? Yeah, I, yeah, that and then the, uh, the quarterback sneak. Would you guys have kept going? Like if it would, would you guys you think it would have kept sneaking in on every single player? Would it eventually be like right, yeah, we, we they were they were going to put it on our backs. It was going to be it was going to be on the offensive line whether we won or lost. I mean, what's going through your head? Like, are you are you are you thinking about that? Like, this is hey guys, like this is if if we can't push these guys six inches, like we're not going to win. Like it so, it really did all come down. We always talk about games are won in the trenches, but I mean it literally came down to you. Yeah, so when we when we came to the sideline before the uh, the last quarterback sneak, Coach Atkins just said, if you finish in the end zone, you win. Like he told all five of us that. He said, if you guys finish in the end zone, you'll win. And then the next play, I think every I think all five of us finished in the end zone. It's beautiful. It was beautiful. Eric Angel, our guy in Cincinnati, says, hello. Uh, Devontae, how was the atmosphere in the locker room after the game Saturday? It was great. You know, it, that's – those are some of the like best parts of being a part of a team, you know, just seeing all those people happy and celebrating and you know how much work everybody's put in, you know, whether it's the scout team guys or the starters, you know, everybody works hard every single day and to see them get rewarded, rewarded and to see all the coaches happy. And it's just, it's great. Our guy, Kyle, get down or lay down. Uh, did anybody choke on the dust that, Used to be the Miami Rock after Jermaine vaporized it. What a hammer swing. If they did, they didn't say anything about it. They were too busy celebrating. Uh, did any of you guys on the offensive line get to take a, a swing of the hammer? No, no. It's usually just one guy. But we okay. like we don't we don't really care about it. We got the win. We're good. 
Oh, man. Hey, uh, Kyle follows up. Uh, we talked about it a little bit earlier, though, but uh, did they disrespect you guys with the way they came out to midfield to start the fourth quarter? Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. You know, but, like, we're not a big trash-talking team. I don't know if you could tell by that on Saturday or not. You know, we, we're kind of taught to just do it with our play and then shake your hand after and let you know what we did. Like, we don't have to, we don't have to voice it. We can just show it. So, yeah, that was – we took that into consideration. <laughs> this is our guy Marlon uh, Devontae, and he came up from Miami – with, I think, five other uh, Miami fans. And he's a Florida State guy. His lady's a Miami fan. All of his boys are Miami fans. He had to drive up in a bus with them. Uh, but he got a really good uh, ride back. So shout out to Marlon. He says, great win, my dude. I was in the stands for both of your wins against Miami. The one at Marlins Park and then the one at Doak. Which one was the sweetest win? You know, I, I, have, to, I have to say the one at Doak was the sweetest. You know, it was fun at FIU and everything, but there wasn't. 72,000 in the stands. It wasn't senior night. We didn't convert a fourth and 14. We didn't come back in the fourth quarter. We didn't have a two-minute drive to win the game. You know, it was kind of like like the drive was like everything we've practiced paying off. So it was just the one that dope for sure. Harley Ferguson asks, as an outgoing senior, Devontae, how do you view your role in helping with recruiting efforts for the future? Well, just the guys I talk to while I'm here, you know, I'm always open to, uh, to answer any questions. And, you know, even the coaches, they say, be honest, whatever they ask, be honest, because we don't want any surprises when they get here. And, you know, our, our staff just uh, they just keep it so real in the recruiting. You know, they don't they don't sugarcoat anything. And I think that's why that's why we're having such a good recruiting turnout. Uh, Gator Kirk, our guy up in the 757 Virginia Beach, Virginia, says, good evening. At the end of the game, did you get a chance to reflect on that being the last time you were playing in Doak? Says you're looking good in that war champ polo, by the way. He's been wearing it all, all year, guys. Uh, <laughs> thanks for the shout-out. Yeah. yeah, we went back out to take a group picture. And, you know, I was kind of just looking around, and I was like, you know, I never thought I'd be here. And just to, just to have this happen, just to even be on the team, let alone play, and have a win like that as my last one in Doe is gonna it's gonna be special for a long time. Noel Princess uh, just wanted to say great win, Devontae. Tomorrow is my birthday. I could not have asked for a better gift. You guys played your hearts out and it showed. Go Knowles. Thank you, thank you. So that's pretty cool. Happy birthday. Yeah, there you go. That a boy. <laughs> um, Jared just likes seeing you smile, man. Seems like seeing you smile and talking about these special moments. Everybody's really super excited, man. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, television, if that's in your future after your illustrious playing career in the pros, Devonte, uh, you want to be a sideline reporter? Do you want to be like the main anchor? Do you want to be an analyst? Do you want to do the play-by-play? What What would you want to do if you're on on television talking ball? I want to do the play-by-play. You know, I want to draw up the schemes and show everybody on TV what happened and what kind of scheme they ran and who missed what and who made the key blocks and who made the right reads and everything like that. Um, Kyle just rolling with us, man. Do you guys tell recruits um, not to put on the FSU uniform and do TikTok videos anymore? Uh, that has nothing to do with me. <laughs> <I didn't. laughs> uh, Gator Kirk on the goal line play. Did any, yeah. Yeah. Maurice Smith. Um, some of these are trickling a little bit later, but yeah, Gator Kirk goes, Maury Smith with the the, the uh, motivating message to you guys right there, Devontae. 
Yeah, well, we kind of got in a little huddle because um, we called, I think we called the timeout or they did after, because we didn't get the first two. And then we kind of huddled up together, you know, all five of us away from the whole offense with Coach Atkins. And we were like, we need six inches and it's on us. And, you know, we're going to win or lose on us. So we have to make a statement. You know, we talked about everything we've been through this year, how many close games have how many games have came down to the last minute or the last possession and we haven't been able to finish. And we said, we got to, we got to flip the switch right now. We have to finish. Forgot to mention the second part of our guy. Uh, he'll come back to me if I don't ask all the entire question, but we'll hop back to mm-hmm. warchant.com. Dave was asking if uh, for some reason, Dylan Gibbons were to fall asleep on the charter up to Boston. Will you put Christmas ornaments in his beard? I would not. I would not. I don't, I don't think I would like mess with a man that has a beard like that while he's asleep. He might turn into like a bear or something. Oh, man. Does he have a golf cart? I think I saw somebody like, look like him <laughs> rocking a golf cart on Caribs. I'm like, look at this guy. Yeah, he has a golf cart. He does. Oh, man. Um, have you rewatched the game at all? Um, Just the film view. I haven't watched the TV uh, version or anything like that. I've just watched it from like our film uh view what did your phone look like uh after the game pretty crazy you know i probably had about like 20 texts you know a lot of stuff on instagram but you know i kind of just like breeze through it i'm ready to get out and see my family and just spend time with my teammates and enjoy it do you ever do it man do you ever hit up like the selfie like the locker room selfie do you is that in the dlt playbook or no we don't we don't yeah do it, like, yeah a little bit, a little bit, not a whole lot, but you know, you gotta when you get when you start celebrating the locker room, you know, you want to have those memories. Zach asks if uh, you've seen Coach Dillingham's interview today. Uh, you got a little bit emotional. I don't know if you saw that or not. I have not. I have not. All right. Well, uh, lucky for you, we have it here. <laughs> Pull it up here on our. Uh, why you should be you should be subscribed to our YouTube page, Devonte. You'll be able to check this thing out whenever you wanted to. <laughs> Uh, I kid, I kid, but yeah, we, uh, we're talking to Kenny. Kenny's always been tweeting stuff out after victories and he usually talks just about how, um, you know, I guess for him, it's just, it's all about seeing you guys happy after big wins. What was your, and, um, you know, he was kind of asked what it feel to, to see another, uh, a win and what were your emotions of it? So, uh, that was the question. That's how I'll tee it up. Um, uh, actually I need to hit this one little button so that we actually can hear the audio because that's 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 most of it um but this is kind of uh the back and forth that we had today and uh let's see what you think about this your reaction when that game ended seeing how the team celebrated and how they celebrated together yeah i mean they're a special special group of guys who stuck together and uh yeah i mean it's pretty pretty cool secondly what does bc present defensively that's difficult uh BC. Kenny, I'm not trying to be Oprah here, but I don't think you're getting emotional on Chris's question about Boston College's defense. Um, so, so I guess what what was that moment? Why, why did why did you just have the reaction you had to that? Got special kids, man. That's it. Got special kids. 
Yeah, I mean, he's he's after the game. You know, he was so excited. I told Coach Agus, I got to stay away from him. He might he might punch me in the chest. He was he was so excited. And, you know, like he he understands. You know, he sees us every day. He knows how much work we put in, and like he knows how frustrated we've been because like you know, there's never been a question whether we work hard or not. And, you know, even for the coaches, there's nothing more rewarding than seeing the work pay off. And, you know, I just felt like it all paid off, you know, all the all the rough things that's been going on this year, you know, and then even last week with the whole flu issue, you know, there's just we've been going through a lot this year as a team. And, you know, you kind of we finally got to enjoy like a close win at the perfect time. And, you know, football is an emotional game, you know, and it's, it's, it's bigger than football with that. You know, we're a family at the end of the day. And, you know, to see everybody happy, you know, you let us see your family happy. Yeah, man. That's a good one to go on. But we'll take one last one from Kyle. Uh, was the game louder than Notre Dame? Oh, yeah, for sure. Especially after the, the, that touchdown. Or the 4th and 14, that's probably the loudest I've heard it. It exploded. All right, we went through that. Look at that, man. We went through like almost a dozen questions on WarChan. We got through a bunch of questions here on YouTube. Uh, thanks, everybody, for uh, watching. If you're not subscribed to our YouTube channel, again, it's in the lower right corner under Devontae. Hit subscribe. Hit the thumbs up, too, on the way out. Um, Devontae, man, we got, I think, what? Maybe only one more of these now after this. But if you guys went out, we'll have a bowl game. We can hang out even more. So uh, yes, sir. best of luck moving forward, man. And uh, we'll see you out there uh, tomorrow on the practice field. Yes, sir. Thank you all. That's Devontae Love-Taylor. I'm Aslan Hajavani. Thanks so much for watching this edition of Trench Talk. Again, hit that thumbs up on the way out. We certainly would appreciate it. Have a great one, and go Noles.